Welcome to Spiritual Mythbusters. I'm your host, Paul Graves, and this is the place where we always share what we value as truth and promise to always share it in love. This podcast is an outreach of Bible to Life Ministry located in Northeast Florida. So if you enjoy what you hear, visit us at BibleToLife.net. That's B-I-B-L-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot net and click on resources to view our BTL Kingdom blog, sermons, and bookstore. Now put on your spiritual thinking caps and let's dive into another episode. Welcome back to Spiritual Mythbusters. As always, I am your host, Paul Graves, and once again, today you are going to be challenged, encouraged, and absolutely 100% inspired in the message that is shared. I have decided today to go back into the archives, and I have chosen a portion of a message that I shared a number of years back. 99% of this podcast is always live with topics that I have decided to share for the day, but today we're going to go back in time, but we're going to pull a message that is timeless. And so the title of today's message is, Satan is not the God of this world. And this message is going to piggyback on what we shared last week, which the episode last week was titled God of this world, to which we learned that Jesus is not only God of this world, Jesus is God of the cosmos. Jesus is God of the galaxy. Jesus is God of the planets. Jesus is God. As I always say, I want to share what I value as truth. I want to share the truth in love, and I want to allow Holy Spirit to say whether or not this is the way walk in it. So I hope you enjoy this episode and get ready. Fasten your seatbelts. Make sure your eating tray is in its upright position because this plane is taking off now. A text or a scripture cannot mean in the 21st century what it would have never meant to a reader in the first century. It's called reader relevance. We somehow have this impression that nothing of the New Testament was ever for those people. That's what we do. What we're saying is it wasn't for them, it's really not for us because we don't see a fulfillment of what we believe is for the future. And I'll tell you why. It's because we hadn't understood how to properly interpret the Word of God historically and contextually. So that's what Gordon Fee says, reader relevance. I want to I talk to you about something today. I'm going to deal with those three. I'm going to show you that we do not live in the present evil age. And I'm going to tell you what that age was and what the evil was in that age. I'm going to show you that Satan is not the God of this world. I'm going to show you in your Bibles where it says that and the only place that it says that. And I'm going to show you that if you contextually read that, you could never get that in a million years. And I'm going to show you where the whole world does not lie in wickedness. Or as some renditions say, the whole world lie in the power of the evil one. Come on. If, you, if we believe that, let's just quit what we're doing now. Because it makes absolutely no sense. Because we're unstable in all of our ways. We're like a ship tossed to and fro. We're giving glory and praise for being name above all name, king above all kings, break every chain. And then we go right over here and say, well, you know, brother, I agree with all that. But you know, God, in this world is Satan. you got to be really careful. 
The whole world, you know, we, you know, we gotta be careful because we're, 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 just, we're just walking in evilness. It's not true. We cannot have that perception. We have to be an optimistic people. Jesus didn't have that perception. He said the church he builds and the gates of hell will not prevail. That's what he said. I didn't make it up. And then Jesus says in John chapter 14 verse 12, the works that I do, you will do and greater works because I go to my Father. Alright. I'm going to give you a definition. The definition, well, the, the, the word is called age. A-G-E, age. You read in the scriptures where it talks about this age or the age to come. And, and so you'll hear about that in scripture. Well, this is the definition for age. It's a distinct period of history. It's a time period in history that has a beginning and a time period that has an end. It is considered an age, an epoch, an aeon of time. Has a beginning, has an end. All right. So with that being said, there is a such thing as the old covenant age. There's a beginning of the old covenant on Mount Sinai, where where, where Moses came down with the Ten Commandments. That was the beginning of the old covenant. Then we walk this way. Then we come to the New Testament, but it's still the old covenant. Then we come to the death of Christ, where the old covenant legally died, but experientially still continued in the hearts of men because of the, the Judaic system. We come to 70 AD with the destruction of Jerusalem and the burning of the Jewish temple and the complete annihilation of the Judaic system. That's the end of the Old Covenant age. So the age of Moses or the age of an Old Covenant started way back on Sinai, went right through the cross, came all the way through the first century church and ended at 70 AD with the destruction of Jerusalem and the murder of the Jewish temple. That's called an age of time, the age of Moses. That is the age of the Mosaic law. Okay, so it's an age of time. We're talking about this age of time. It started in Mount Sinai, went all the way through 70 AD. This was a wicked, vile, evil age. The strength of sin is the law. The law is the ministry of death. The law is the ministry of condemnation. The law illuminated sin but had no remedy for sin. The law would point into your defects but had no way to effect positive change. The law was purposely created to do good, get good, do bad, get bad. That was the foundation of the law. It was to reveal Disobedience, and through, and through obedience, you would be able to live in the blessings of God. There was zero grace in the law. The death blow to the law was grace. Grace is not a thing. It's not an emotion. Grace is Jesus Christ. It is a purpose. Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets and put it into condemnation. Put it into the ministry of death. Put it into the evil present age. Satan was not the God of their world. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
verse 3 and 4. We're there. I'm not rushing this. I want to make sure we're there. Everybody that wants to be there, are you already there? Alright. Follow me. This is the Word. This is not Paul Graves. This is the Word. And then we're going to back up in a minute. I'm going to read in context. You're going to see exactly what it is. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4 says this. And even if our gospel, this is Paul. He says, even if our gospel is veiled. So apparently, he must have already had the, the idea or the thought process that the gospel was being veiled. The question is, what was veiling the gospel? Because Paul says, and even if it is being veiled. So Paul's saying, even if it is being veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. The God of this world was that which was veiling the eyes of the unbelieving. That's what it says. Do you know what the word, how, how many of you in your Bibles has the word world right there? Raise your hand. Your Bible says world, the God of this world. Okay. Let me tell you something. In Scripture, there's three to four different definitions for the word world. One of them is ye, G-E, which means a general location. One of them is cosmos, which means the entire earth as a whole. And then you have age, which is aeon, or aeonionis, which means a time in history with a beginning and an end. When you read this Scripture right here in your Bible and it says world, you just cross it out and you put age. Because if you cross-reference this with an interlinear Bible, you can get it through Bible Hub online, and you look this up, you will see that what it is saying is that there was an idol in their age and time, their time period, that was causing the eyes of the unbelievers to be blinded. This age of time that the New Testament was living in was the age of Moses. When Paul writes this in Corinthians, the, the Jewish system was still in place. It wasn't destroyed until 70 A.D. So what Paul is saying here, he says, even if our gospel is veiled, meaning he just found out that it is veiled, he concedes to that. It is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world, or the idols of this age of time, the idols of the age of Moses, this wicked time that we're living in, where the law is prevalent, the law rules, the law brings death, the law is the condemnation to man. In this time period, the God of this age. Sure. Do me a favor. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to read verses 7 through 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we're going to read verse 7 through 18. Verse 7 says this. But if the ministry of what? Death. But if the ministry of death, listen to this, in letters engraved on stone. Can someone please tell me the letters that were engraved on stone? The Ten Commandments. That is the only letters God ever gave the church that was engraved on stone. And Paul calls these letters the ministry of death. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stone came with glory. 
So that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because the glory of his face faded as it was. How will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more glorious? It's law versus grace. If law had glory, how much more glory will grace have through Jesus Christ? If the law through Moses had glory, how much more grace through Jesus Christ? For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory in this case has no glory because of the glory that surpassed it. It's saying the law no longer has glory. It's been done away with because of the glory that far surpasses it. The glory of grace. The glory of unconditional love. The glory of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The glory of the kingdom of God. The glory of the new and better coming. Christ Jesus. Verse 11. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. You know what's interesting? This is in Corinthians. Remember I told you the law came to an end legally at the cross, but Hebrews said that which has been made obsolete is soon to fade away? Well, that's exactly what Paul's saying here in Corinthians. He just said, he acknowledged it, it's been abolished, but it's still fading away. That's what he says. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains. So in other words, in the midst of the old covenant still fading away, the new covenant was established and remained. So even though there's still the trappings of the law until such a time where Jerusalem is judged, the wrath of God poured out on the sons of disobedience, that, that should shake some of your theology right there. Verse 12, Therefore, having such a hope, we use great, what hope? That the most assured glory would be in the new covenant. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. And are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face, so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of Moses, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in Christ. Now that's funny because just a few scriptures ahead, we were reading how Paul said, even if it does veil the gospel, even if the gospel is veiled, talking about what? The God of their world Veiling the eyes of the people, hardening their hearts. And we're reading right here, it says, Therefore, having such a hope that we use great boldness of speech and are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. He says, But their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of the old covenant. The same veil remains unlifted because it is removed in Christ. But... To this day, whenever, listen to this, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. And then we go back to what I just read a minute ago. And even if our gospel is veiled, this is four scriptures later. Remember? 
The veiling is when Moses is read, the old covenant is read, a veil is put over their hearts. Paul says, even if our gospel is veiled by the old covenant, by the law of Moses, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God or the idol of this world, which was the old covenant, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they may not see the light of the gospel of God, the glory of Christ who is the image of God. The God of this world is not Satan. This is the only place you find this in Scripture. It's where everybody comes up with it. Satan is not the God of this world. Satan is defeated. Jesus is victorious. The God of this age in a first century church was the law of Moses. It was the old covenant. That was the veil that blinded the eyes of unbelievers from seeing the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not making it up. It's right here. And I'm not even reading it out of context. You can start from the beginning of two chapters back and go all the way through. It's dealing with covenantal things. It's dealing with the old covenant. It never once deals with Satan. It never talks about the powers of darkness or a cosmic battle. It doesn't deal with that at all. It's dealing with the, the law. Their age was an evil age because from Mount Sinai all the way to 70 AD, the law was ruled. The old covenant... As your host, Paul Graves, I want to thank you for listening to Spiritual Mythbusters. If you like what you've heard, then once again visit us at BibleToLife.net. That's B-I-B-L-E-T-O-L-I-F-E dot net and click on Resources to access our BTL Kingdom blog, sermons, and bookstore. So until next week, always remember, if you want to see the glory of God, then you must release God's glory.